Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. Well, it is winter and everybody is out in their winter boots. We'll have been for a little bit now and uh, God knows we need them for the weather at the minute. But one of the best known boots in the world is, of course, the iconic Doc Martin. And I'm joined now by two loyal, fervent wearers of DM. I can attest I've seen their feet. <laughs> Freelance journalist Aoife Barry and Michael Doherty, entertainment editor of the RT Guide. You're both very, very welcome. Cheers, um, Michael, uh, when we say loyal wearer, we really, really mean it. Mm. Um, you uh, actually don't own a shoe that isn't. I don't happen to own a shoe that isn't. No, over the years, uh, when I started first buying Docs, maybe what, 25, 30 years ago, I had other shoes. But then I started replacing them with the Doc Martin version. So I have a, you know, a, a black shoe that I could do for state occasions. I got a Doc version of it. Uh, a Chelsea boot I had, which was a regular Chelsea boot. What do you do now when you go Doc. to the beach? When I go to the beach, uh, bare feet. <laughs> but with docks on the way in. Docks on the way in. Yeah, probably do exist. They probably do exist. I'm sure, sure sandals yeah. definitely are sandals. Yeah. Well, how did you get into them? For me, they they remind me of kind of the '90s, kind of stone roses and spiral yeah. carpets when that, they were huge. That everybody was wearing them. Yeah. But uh, did you no, just? Get... It wasn't that no, because they're all for the cool people. I'm extremely uncool, and <laughs> I'm a bit older, so I, I go back. I mean, when I was in school, it was the end of end of punk era, and docks were associated almost solely with either punks or bother boys or I mean as 14, 15 my parents would have thrown me out if I started wearing docks so it was it's purely to do with for me uh, comfort it was I, I'm very hard on shoes I walk everywhere and I, I used to go through shoes all the time and have to buy pairs of shoes and then I bought my first pair of docks and I realised thanks to the old famous trademark souls that these things were lasting for ages but they were adopted by various groups who sort of yeah, you know. almost. And the funny thing about it is that they've become as, as part of a tribe. But they're the, the tribal uh, shoe of choice for people, whether it's punks or you know, like you said, the Stone Roses guy, the Manchester, the Manchester mm-hmm. scene. So many different types of counterpointed social, cultural issues, and you know, society. They've said, well, listen, you know, what? I want my badge of honour to be the Doc Martin. Well, so I no longer feel guilty about the amount of shoes that I have, which I will not disclose. How many pair of Doc Martens have you well, got? Well, I'm not quite the Imelda Marcus of the Doc Martin, but I certainly have 20. I certainly have 20 pairs. 20 but pairs. But that's because I rotate. I don't, okay. I don't. Sometimes people wear them till they fall off. Because I have so many pairs, and like I might have three pairs of church and three pairs of Chelsea boots, I do rotate them so that one doesn't get, some of them are a bit bedraggled, but not to the point where they're, you know. So I, I almost have... Every doc I've ever bought, I still have them. Aoife, were you a later adopter to uh, Doc Martens? Yeah, I'm definitely here as the, like, the pretender to the throne, the, the, the very, <laughs> very late adopter um, of Doc, Doc, Martin, Doc Martens because even though I kind of grew up in the 90s, early 2000s in terms of like the subcultures that were around then knew that they were a big thing with grunge, for example, and grunge did actually help Doc Martens, the company, get out of a hole because it mm. had the sales had really dropped off and then grunge helped it and then the, the sales came back up again when I was in my youth and it wasn't until I was in my mid-30s that I... I bought a pair of docks. I went to New York uh, with a friend of mine and we stayed in Brooklyn and we were like, oh, we're so cool. We're staying in Brooklyn in New York. And I saw a Doc Martens shop and I was like, I'm going to buy my first pair of docks here. So I bought them there. I just bought the classic 1460s, which are the eight hole um, like black, black docks. And I immediately wanted to wear them because I'm a very impatient person and immediately realised they aren't lying when they say you need to break in a pair of docks. That's the worst part of it. And it was covered in blisters. 
Yeah. You, know, you could come out and your feet are bleeding um, yeah. with them. It's um, a red, red badge of honour. That's what it is. Yeah, you just <laughs> yeah. suffer for beauty. You just suffer for, for them. But they're, they're very worn in now, you know. And they've got kind of quite sophisticated. So when we were younger, um, my twin and I didn't like, like the black ones. So we got um, spray paint and I oh, spray wow. painted mine yellows and she plays around her blues, which they looked brilliant until we walked in them. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> then all the cracks started yeah, uh, to exactly. appear. But they have got their... They, they, I mean, they're come, sort of coming back in vogue and, and it's not really just are. the chunky stuff. They seem to have... Uh, changed the brand around quite a bit. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's really evolved. I mean, there's literally, it's had thousands and thousands of styles, different styles over the years. It's got different collaborations with different brands as well. Um, and at the moment, if you look at the celebrities who wear, wear the docks at the moment, um, there a lot of them are wearing the Jadon docks, which are like the kind of a platform sole. And they're the ones that are like, it, that's been around 10 years or so. Agnes Dane, the, the British model, helped to, to kind of redesign those. And so now they've had a new lease of life where very mainstream famous people like Bella Hadid are wearing them. So they're very much a, a fashion item in many respects but I find them so interesting because they have like what you were talking about there what Michael was talking about that subcultural element you know when I think of them I think of um, some punks wore them mods wore them you know Pete Townsend from the Football Who helped, and some hooligans it has that dark history yeah. that there was hooligans kicking people around the place wearing their docks and also you know peace loving musicians on stage um, and talking Michael, about them so. church ones what, mm. what are your church docks? Well, these actually, it's just a tie. These are design. church. Dogs. These are the ones you're wearing. Let's yeah, see. This is a design, a particular design, They're different to the, your standard. Um, <laughs> just the shape. I think because of the stitching, looks a bit like uh, the inside of a church, like a, sort of a stained glass window type thing. Because that's the whole big thing, isn't it? The stitching that is kind of the, the stitching is what, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. one thing that separates it from normal laces at the time. It was the, ye- the yellow stitching, and not even just stitching. It had to be yellow stitching. And, it and was where, where do you get yours? Where do you buy them? Well, it, well, there are places in Dublin, but I mostly go for the special stuff. I, I, um, I'm in well I used to be in London a lot pre-pandemic and uh, I'd always make it a point of if I was interviewing an actor or whatever I'd make a point of swinging by Covent Garden where they have you know quite a good range because especially in, in Ireland you can go in you can get if you go into the, the, the male section you might get six or seven types and the female section has 57 types so at least in, in I think they seem to be more aimed at Probably the because of the Bel Hadid and because of the Angus yeah. Dean, they seem, they seem to realise nowadays that a lot of young girls are wearing them and with those stacks. But is it, is it like a bit of a tribal thing, Mike? Like, you know what I mean? I would completely appreciate when another woman is wearing a great pair of shoes and would, you mm. know, go up and uh, congratulate her and, and admire that. Do you do Yeah, no, I, I do. If I see it's, some, it's something like I'd never, if I'm sitting on the dart, I'd never ever approach a woman and say, I'd have a conversation. But if she's wearing a cool Doc Martin, I'd absolutely go over. And she'd almost, she'd think, well, first of all, she'd go, he's just a creepy guy. Then she'd look down and I'm wearing Docs <laughs> and she'd understand immediately. And we had this long discussion then about, about Doc Martens. And a lot of people actually, because I'd be interviewing a lot of actors and interviewing Agnes Dean for mm. when she did Sunset Song for Terence Davis. And she was in Docs and I was in Docs and it was a great icebreaker. Yeah. Because we spent five minutes talking about our, our footwear I, so that's that thing where they you know they it's weird they kind of survive as both like a trendy item but they also have that history where they were workwear they were utilitarian mm. you mainly had um, you know when they were designed in, in Germany and then a British company called Griggs bought bought the license to produce them in Britain although most of them are actually made in, in Asia right now but they actually had, one of our listeners is uh, saying uh, raising that exact point yeah. she says great conversation there but DMs haven't been the same since they outsourced in production overseas uh, Betty in Dublin said um, she feels that they don't last now. She says it's a pity because I love them. Um, but she has moved. Um, uh, I think she has moved to another 
won um, Solivar. The, the, the D- Solivar. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what Betty has moved, moved to, and I think they're made in in the UK. But there there is that sort of um, there is sort of a bit of a tribal thing about them, although if many tribes claim them. Yeah, it's. I mean, the tribes is interesting because the tribes back in the day were people who were like you know delivering post. Um, there was a lot of women over forties who would worked in the home back in the day or very early days who loved their their shoes before they became the Doc Martens that well, we know Anne now. Port Leash is seventy two. Good woman. Anna yeah. said, she said, I'm 72 and I have two pairs of docks, one black and one red pair. I love she it. loves them. I love it. Because they, yeah. they were marketed originally, and this is going to sound awful, but back in the 40s, as for older women. And by, by older women, older. no, they meant, they meant 40. 40. They actually said in the literature for women over 40, in other words, older Gosh. women. So. It's, yeah, I mean, it does show how times change, you know, that they were, yeah. de- they were like designed by a, a guy who was in the German army um, in World War yeah. II, probably kind of maybe gloss over that. But mm. he designed it after um, injuring his ankle in a, um, in a skiing accident and needed a pair of, a pair of boots. And he made them himself by, himself by hand, bumped into a friend who's from Luxembourg. And he said, oh, they look really interesting. The pair of them got together and designed um, these boots. And then, like I was saying they sold off the patent to be used um, by Greggs in England so they've such an interesting history and I and think a lot of people Michael wouldn't have known that history yeah. particularly when the, the, the tribe that often sort of were the football well, kind especially, of well it gets worse it gets more, more interesting <laughs> yeah. because the actual when the guy uh, when the guy from Munich Luxembourg guy when he when he when he collaborated with the guy who came up with the sole he actually said I need loads of this sort of special type of rubber because the first guy used tyres and so he says, where am I going to get tons and tons of rubber? Mm. So they used abandoned airfields that the Luftwaffe were using. So these guys were going around, you know, in the 70s in Britain with their Union Jacks, <laughs> Union Jack docks, little realising that the souls were made from Luftwaffe airports. If they have sort of endured into popular culture. So like, I mean, um, you know, in an era of product placement, if you, if you see someone in a movie uh, wearing DMs, is that like sort of a a secret or not so secret sign? Is it a communication? I think it's definitely seen as, you know, alternative. Like it taps into, the image of the docks taps into that alternative history and that history of subcultures. And what's interesting is that we don't really have, in our culture anyway, a lot of subcultures right now. Like you don't go down, you know, to Dublin and see kind of goths hanging around the centre bank with, with skateboarders and stuff. It's a lot more mainstream now, but they've managed to be popular among people in the mainstream and also signal that you are a bit alternative if you wear them, even though they're extremely high selling shoes and a lot of people have them. So I think that idea that they've been able to keep that that alternative edge and make people still feel a bit cool when they're wearing them, it, despite the fact that they're a massive brand, is really interesting, important to them. And it just show, it shows kind of clever marketing that they've tapped mm-hmm. into the fact that particularly they they have a big role in music history. You know, on, on the cover of that classic Ian Jury album, New Boots and Panties, they're worn by people like Pete Townsend. So they they never forgot their history in terms of of the the sides they really wanted to emphasize, and that's what people like too. I think they like to look like their icons and their their you know music music icons and they can do that by wearing a black Michael, you even wear them to sort of like black tie balls or formal events is that yeah, sort of a bit of a statement that you're making with that yeah, no, I, I, if I was cool I would I'm, I really I really am cool enough it is all about comfort I'd love to claim that I'm <laughs> this is my drive and all this and I'm really cool I'm not uh, I mean it's just it's very comfortable especially at black tie events a lot, a lot of times there's a lot of standing around at film events <laughs> and I just found that I used to wear I had a pair of patent leather shoes I used to wear for such occasions and it's your feet would be killing you mm. after an hour standing in outside so suddenly I discovered you know that if you had a, a really nice 
shiny pair of black docks they, it, it works with a tuxedo well, I, I'm actually surprised at uh, the, the secret underground tribe that there is out there um, <laughs> amongst our listeners um, one says I have a pair of zebra docks that I bought in Covent Garden cool. in 1985 wow. very cool and another said um, hi I'm 64 and I bought my first pair of docks a year ago um, <laughs> I love this so they really are sort of um, enjoying uh, this sort of renaissance Michael has, have there been any other sort of famous people that have worn them was it true the Dalai Lama had a pair yeah, it's, it's, it was said the Dalai Lama yeah. had a pair. It was the said Pope? the Pope, Pope John Paul II, apparently had a pair. Now, this, now, it is true that he definitely did. He got uh, uh, 60 pairs for the, the Swiss Guard. So because of that, people said, well, he must have got a pair himself. And then a rumour went out that he has a, a bespoke pair, of a white pair of docks that he wears underneath. Mm whatever that's called and even brides do that as well but he's know. yeah but well, he's never been photographed in them that's the thing I'm so delighted maybe. to see that it's, the renaissance has come back but as I have too many traumatic memories of breaking them in <laughs> and spray paint them yellow, yeah. <laughs> I believe it at that but listen um, to Aoife Barry and Michael Doherty thank you so much and we let Mario walking back out in your docks uh, thank you we're going to take a very quick break <laughs> thank you email brendan at rte.ie 